We're in 1 Corinthians 13, and we're down at verse 7. We're getting near the end of the end of the class. Uh, this class will take at least tonight and Wednesday, uh, a Sunday morning to finish, and then we'll start on our last chapter, and then we'll be at the end of the quarter. So, um, 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 7 says, I'll supply the word love, but love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures uh, all things. What are some commonalities? What are some common words, common uh, phrases? Number one, all. Uh, all pretty much covers it, doesn't it? Does it leave anything else out? Not really. What else? All things. All things. And we'll, 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 touch, we'll touch on that for sure. Um, I don't know about when you, when you guys. Now it's uh, eating out is just a common thing. Sometimes, you know, you say eating out, and the next thing you hear is a horn blowing in the car. You know, sitting in the car ready to go. They think eating is eating out. Well, those of us that are older, uh, we didn't eat out. We couldn't afford to eat out. Number one, number two. I hope you enjoy the five star Dairy Queen because that's all there was. You had the Dairy Queen and you had home. <laughs> On a rare occasion, you get to go to a cafeteria. And I used to think that was just wonderful because you could pick and choose. You know, you, um, you would get the fried whatever it was and the banana pudding and the <laughs> macaroni and cheese and you would pass, you'd pass uh, on the... Uh, uh, Green beans. Uh, Green beans uh, Crocra. You pass on the crocra <laughs> and the gasparagus. You wouldn't eat that junk. You just wouldn't. Um, so, wouldn't it be, I don't know if it would be nice or not, but we don't live in a cafeteria world when it comes to love. Because think about it. Uh, spouses. Um... Good spouses, uh, we would choose that. Uh, we would probably pass on the moody part. We would probably pass on the laundry part. So we'd pick and choose, you know, our spouse. You get the whole package. Children, uh, we'd pick the children to have a, bring us good grades, cute smiles. Uh, we're going to pass on that teenage identity crisis. <laughs> we're, we're not going to have that. We're going, we're, we're going to pick and choose. When it came to tuition, pass. Well, you get the whole package with children. Um, the discipline, we'd probably let that go too if we could. We know we can't, but you know, it's not pleasant. It'd be a lot easier. Uh, the church, we'd pass on... Anybody with problems? Well, that about covers. All right, you have to drive home safely. Because yeah, because that's all of us in, in, in our own sense, right? Problems. Um, so love doesn't work that way. Life is not a cafeteria line. Uh, one of my mother's favorite things was cafeterias. Isn't that true? She loved cafeterias. Well, when it comes to all these relationships, there are no cafeteria lines. You get the whole package. You get it all. 
Um, and the same way with, with love. Love bears all things, believes all things, endures all things. Now we're going to look into the meaning of those words in a little bit. Uh, think about this just for a second. If you could pick and choose in a relationship, a husband, a wife, whatever, just pick the best things as you think, is that really love? Think about it. Is that really love? It's really not. Because those are self things you're picking out. You're picking out. And oh, by the way, Paul said, don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. You're thinking about uh, yourself. That, that, that is so true. Um, love, this agape love, is, is, is one writer wrote, and I just wrote it down, it's the ribbon that wraps up all that the Apostle Paul has said so far into this neat package. Remember, he's had <clears throat> 12 chapters of problems. I mean, just, just think of, of the problems that the Corinthian church had. They violated every one of these. So finally he gets to 13, and look at the last verse. We touched on this Sunday, but, but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. The more excellent way is agape love. Now, you, you want to know Greek. Notice this. Now, I'm going to be saying this wrong, but just notice what repeats itself. Um, the, the Greek, and this is, the, this is how it was written. Paul wrote these words. He just didn't pronounce them the way I'm pronouncing them. <laughs> Panta, stegiai, Panta, pastuiai, Panta, elpigiai, Panta, upomenei. Woo, nice. Panta. Notice that. We get our English words. We get our English words. Pantheism. God is all things. Pantry. What's in your pantry? Well, it's like ours. It's not all things, but it's, a, it's full. It's all we can get in there. Pantry. Pan. Um, panacea. They're hoping to have cure for all these, uh, these drugs. It's a panacea. It is a cure for all things. Panoply. An array of all things. That's where that comes from. All these root words, P-A-N. Um, God said, I want you to uh, believe all things, bear all things, endure all things. You're going to be the, it's going to be the pantry of all things. It's going to be the panoply of all things. It's, it's everything. He said, if you're going to have agape love, you have to do that. It's not a cafeteria line. When we love someone, we take it all. You may not like it all, all the time, but you take it all. And lessons for you and me, lessons for the Corinthian church, oh my. Yeah. What were some of the things that the Corinthian church had problems with from John's class, classes? Were they of the same mind? No. I'm of Paul. I'm of Peter. I'm of Apollos. And I'm of Christ. Um, 
So they had their favorite leaders. Did they have favorite spiritual gifts? They did. Speaking in tongues. It's more ostentatious. It's more out there. So what does that violate up here? Some things that we've talked about. Pride. Arrogance. Did they have favorite cliques? They did. What were they doing for the Lord's Supper? Some had a lot to eat. Why don't you come over and eat with us? I know she got a lot. So he don't have it. Uh, yeah, you, know, you stay over there. Uh, yeah. Um, immorality. First Corinthians five. What about uh, they got along so well they were suing one another? First Corinthians six. Um, so Paul is trying his best to untie these knots of disunity. It was a mess. And he said, I've got better things to show you in verse 31 of chapter 12. And this, that's this right here. That's this right here. Questions or comments so far? Austin. One of the verses I thought of was in the Sermon on the Mount where you're speaking about loving your enemies in chapter 5, verse 46. If you love those who love you, what reward have you? Don't even the tax collectors do that. Yeah. I mean, it's if you pick and chose, it would be <laughs> too simple to even mean anything. It would, and anybody could do that, couldn't they? Anybody does do that. And they do do that. Yeah. They do that. Anybody likes somebody that likes you. That's easy. There's nothing to that. Uh, you know, don't, 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 don't pat yourself on the back too much, Bruce. Um, I don't know why this came to mind. Maybe it's because you're teaching this class, but um, Ooh, I don't know about that. But if if Christians treated love like a like a cafeteria where they picked and choose what they wanted, would the church have any elders? No, because that you can attest to this. An <coughs> elder job. I mean, an elder job is not always easy. You have to. Did you say always? <laughs> it's not ever easy, but no. But good point, Bruce. I hear you. That's a really good point. Yeah, I think we might have elders, but they may not. They may not last very long. <laughs> That's true too, John. Uh, or preacher. Because every single person like every single thing about what the preacher says. Not usually. And when we get our new preacher. There'll be always a few. Well, I don't know why he said that. Well, I know. I know. Believe all things, bears all things, endures all things. Uh, uh, Jason? That sword has to cut both ways. So if, if we have that view of everyone that we try to bring into our lives, we have to accept the fact that we have to live by that standard when other people are involved with us. And that means that... <laughs> Most of us would not have been chosen, um, and or if we believe that, we also got to take that up one more level. Would God have anything to do with us? No, absolutely not. He would have kicked me to the curb decades ago. There's no hope in that more. Amen, right sister. Somebody turn to Mark nine nineteen nine nineteen. Mark. This is Jesus talking. <clears throat> And he's getting a little restive. 
What does he say? Read Mark 9, 19. Anybody can't, John? Oh, faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. He's basically saying, how long am I going to put up with you? But in love, he said, bring him to me. How long am I going to put up with you, Jesus said. He could say that about every one of us. Um, this is not scripture, but it's scriptural. How long must I call? How long must I put up with you? Jesus' actions answered his own question. Until the rooster sings, and the sweat stings, and the mallet rings, <coughs> and a hillside of demons smirk at a dying God. How long? Long enough for every sin to soak my sinless soul. That heaven will turn away in horror until my swollen lips pronounce the final transaction. It's finished. How long? Until it kills me. We could probably quit right there and have a good, uh, good class. He says, how long am I going to put up with you until all these things? So, now, 747 principle. Luke 747. Somebody tell me what that means. Luke 7 and verse 47. We call it the 747 principle for the new ones in class. In, in lieu of what we just talked about, Austin touched on it. How long will I put up with you? Jesus said. How long do, why do we put up long with people? Because we understand how much Jesus has done for us and how much he's believed in us and has endured us even when we were not worthy. That, no, that's exactly right. And uh, uh, Alan's is reading a book now. It's called The Gospel of Grace by Chad Seitz. Um, that, that ties into this, does it not? Yeah. With his grace and mercy. How long will I put up with you? Lesson for us, how long can we put up with others? And the answer is, we better. This is not a cafeteria list. We have to have all of those, all of those things. Until we die. Yeah. And you know, we'll probably never get them all mastered, but we better be trying to work on them the best we can. The best we can. It's almost like Paul, God, uh, in chapter 13, did one of these. Start with chapter 13. Dude, y'all got a time out here. I put up with you now for these all this stuff going on here. It's time that you stop and listen to chapter 13 about agape love. Jesus was called a liar. He was run out of town. He was crucified. All of these things. Has any of that happened to us? Not yet. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. Who knows what, what's going to happen at the end. But Look at uh, questions or comments before I get to the, go to uh, 
number one here on page 31. Page 31. Mitch, I know yes, the attitudes are blessed are they who show mercy, but they shall receive mercy. So, I mean, it's, there's a reoccurring theme of emulation of Christ. And whether we're looking at examples of Pharisees of what not to do, uh, going down through the list, those were all the things that they did, whether it was passing by the, the wounded person on the side of the road or only choosing to do a, a blessing in front of other people. I mean, there's all these strikes that you could have against us. Well, we do those same things. We're just at a different time. So we have a different face on it. And we, if we see it for what it is, then we can humble ourselves and be able to emulate that same thing, right. like you said, to where we feel, you know, Jesus has to put up with me. That's and right. And if he can put up with me, then I can put up with you for a little while. And I'll just keep kicking that can down. That's right. Oh, that's a good way to say it. If he can put up with me, I put up with others. Because he's put up with a whole lot more than I'll ever have to put up with. Lo uh, judgment with, see how that goes, uh, judgment is without mercy. To those who show no mercy. And then James 2 and verse 13. With what Somebody read that. With uh, I want to make sure I, I can paraphrase it. Um, with what judgment you are judged? See how how that go? The judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Yeah. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Read that first part again, Craig. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Okay. So if we want to have these high standards for others, Lord said you can do that. But I want you better be careful because I'm going to hold you to that same high standard. Ooh, I don't like that end of it. I've been on the other end. I don't mind sometimes, you know, get a little high standard for others and I'm high for myself. Better be careful there. Better be careful, he says. Good point. Other, uh, Bruce? Um, I just think about um, how many times then. God had to call a timeout on our lives and say, let's let back up here a little bit and, and slow things down because we've gotten off track and we need to get back on track. need to get back on track. And oftentimes we do. Um, love bears all things, the word. Now we know what the all things, pan, the Greek word or the preface, prefix pan, all right, now, all things, uh, or, or love bears all things. The word bear there means to protect, preserve, or cover, to keep off something that threatens. It, it later became, came to mean to endure, all things, to endure. But it means to protect or preserve. Uh, the Lord says, if you have agape love, uh, love is going to protect, preserve, to keep off something that threatens, all the time. He said, we've got to be able to do that. Uh, what is Galatians 6, and uh, verses 1, and maybe verse 8, if I remember right? Galatians 6, and verse 1 says, everybody must carry his own what? Burden. Burden. The word there means pack. It's like a military thing. It's a pack. You have to, we've all carried packs. See these kids carrying packs in school. I, I think it's this uh, millennial, everybody's got packs. You know, you carry your pack. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, good. Uh, everybody's got to carry one, right? But then he goes on to say, everybody 
bear each other's burden. Bears all the... There are times when, when we have to pick up somebody else's burden and carry it. You still got your pack, by the way. But you carry somebody else's pack, too. Because they're kind of down right now. For whatever reason. Now, that being said, what's probably going to happen to you one day? You're going to need help. You're going to need help. Somebody's got to carry yours. It's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. I think that's why the Lord said that we need to meet together. Because if we don't love each other, if we don't know each other, we can't love each other. And if we don't meet together, I might not know if you have a pack that I need to help you carry right now. Or probably I have a pack that you need to help me carry. Uh, but you wouldn't know that if we weren't here assembled together. Yeah, or as Sherilyn said a long time ago, early in the class, not only here, but if we only get together here, not going to know each other like we should or could. Because mm -hmm. um, it's a newsflash. I don't think any one of us can make it to heaven on our own. Also, kind of a flashback to the not keeping records, you know. Mm -hmm. It's not a well. I helped him with his pack twice, and he hadn't helped me with mine yet, so right. I'm still up two to Keep nothing. So I'm yeah. Like, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. You violated a few of these already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and oh, that's a good one, uh, Chad. Yeah, that's. I was basically thinking, thinking the same thing. Each one of those, the all things part, the application of it is always is okay. I've done five. Uh, that's enough. I can't. I can't go that extra. Or I. I believed you this many times. That's, this is one too many. And that's like, no, nah, no, it's not. <laughs> Seven times seventy is not one too many, even. Right. It almost needs to be translated in our common tongue every time instead of all things. Love endures every time. Hopes every time. Now is that easy? No. no we, we've said that over and over. It is not. It's not easy. Well, you know, it wasn't easy hanging on a cross either. So, it wouldn't be there, would be here, if it was impossible. Would it? I don't think so. In fact, I, I, I'm kind of glad that he asked that question in Mark 9. <laughs> I don't think he's being like a smart aleck. No? Like, how long am I going to have to put up with <laughs> no. Like, he, he's honestly exacerbated. He's great. Mm -hmm. He's like genuinely tired, and so right there, it kind of shows that he, like, it wasn't easy on him. No. Seven forty-seven. If it wasn't easy for him, not going to be easy for us either. No, no, I think it's almost exasperation, really. You ever been exasperated when you go? How many more times do we have to do this? But you know what? You keep doing it. Is that like Galatians where it says, don't grieve the elders? <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> Mike. I don't know if I can talk. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Um, when I was looking up the long, long suffering of God, one of the references came out of Aesop's Psalm in, uh, Aesop in uh, Psalm 78, and it says there of God. And this, they, he talks about all the things he did for Israel and bringing them out of Egypt. And then he drops down and he says, But God, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. Yes, many times he turned his anger away 
and did not stir up wrath against them. But he remembered that they were but flesh, and a breath that passes away and does not come again. How, I mean, that's talking about God. How many times have we yeah. know we talked about Moses, about the Lord, but many times did God turn his anger away from the people. And that's what we do when we sin. Jesus has to turn his anger away, and we have to ask for faith. I was reading this week, and, and uh, it's not in the here, and it may be running a little bit of a rabbit. We'll go a little bit ways with it. When Elijah had, had killed, uh, done, done the Mount Carmel thing, and um, uh, Jezebel said, you're going to be just like these 450 prophets before this time tomorrow. That's right. So he had just seen all these great signs by God, and what did Elijah do? He ran away. And he hid in a cave, and, uh, and God asked him twice, he said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And so he came to the mouth of the cave, and there were, all these, there was a big earthquake that came by. He said, God's not in that. There was this, uh, was it thunder? This loud thunder. A, a, a big strong wind came through. He said, God wasn't, all these violent things, God wasn't in it. And then he said, uh, there was a, came a still, small voice. Uh, in the original it means delicate voice. Yeah, a little delicate voice came, and God was in that. He was delicate with Elijah after he had seen all, performed all these miracles. He'd raised the dead. Remember the widow's son? He had done all these things, and yet he had a moment of, a while of weakness, and he ran away, and God said, oh, by the way, I'm about done with you too, big boy. You've seen all these things. You've done all these things. He didn't. So he brings all these violent things in front of him. He wasn't in that. God said, spoke to him in a small, uh, delicate voice. Uh, he could have said, I'm about, about, how long am I going to put up with you now? He didn't. He didn't. Uh, that's very comforting to me. Chad. Yeah, and he got to the point where he's just like, just take me now, God. It's like, yeah, I, sure. I give yeah. up completely. I just want to go up to him. He's like, I have a job for you. And, and he did. That was toward the end. That was, he said, okay. Go back and anoint uh, a new king and go back and anoint uh, Elisha. You're done, basically. Uh, so, C.S. Lewis said, to love it all is to be vulnerable. Do you believe that? Love anything and your heart stands a potential of being broken. Is that true? What are the options? Ah, I don't know. Go live in a cave? Avoid all entanglements. Avoid all entanglements. Well, good luck on that one. No relationships. Don't love anybody because can you be hurt? By law, you can. You will be hurt. By love. Well, that's probably a better way to say it. Yeah, I, I think it's inevitable if we love <coughs> enough, we are going to be hurt. But Jesus was hurt too. He was. He was. Um, questions or comments on that? I, a Bruce. Um, you just talked about being vulnerable, and I think probably the the scripture where Jesus is most vulnerable is the night before he was hung on the cross when all of his friends betrayed him. And, or all of his so-called friends, anyway. Um, when he got down and he prayed and, and he just said, if, let, this cup, let this cup pass from me, but if thy will be done, then 
then that will be done. But, because he knew from the very beginning of time that this was going to happen. Right. And he... he I, I believe, I believe they were his friends. Yeah. Uh, friends not, sometimes friends can let you down and yeah. in a moment of weakness. They were his friends. They were. Yeah. Uh, he was their <laughs> friend. Uh, he was. Um, that doesn't mean you're not friends if you if you let somebody down. Could mean that, but it's not necessarily true. Um, somebody turn to James 5, verses 19 and 20. Has the first bell rung yet? Has anybody heard it? Okay, so we still have about five minutes. James 5, 19 and 20. He says now, Love bears all things. Love covers all things. Love protects all things. That's what the word means. Love endures all things. Now, James 5, 19 and 20. My brothers, if anyone among you should wander away from the truth and someone turns him back, you should know that the one who turns a sinner back from the error of his way will save that person's soul from death and will cover over a great number of sins. Cover over a great number of sins. Uh, bear means to protect, preserve, or cover. Is that their sins or the one they're saving? The, the, the one that they're saving, the context says. by. Now, is that always, and we'll get to that, Cheryl, hang on to that. Is, is that always an easy, delicate thing to do? To, to go to somebody who is in sin and try to turn them away. Now, James says if you do that, you, you're going to cover a multitude of sins and you, you, you've saved your brother's soul. That's not always easy, is it? No one really likes to be told, you know, you, you got some changing that you have to do. No one, no one likes that. But James says you are to protect, you're to cover, or uh, that's what the word means, uh, preserve or cover. And, and that's one of our goals. That if we turn a person away from sin, as a brother or sister, it will help save their soul and, and cover their sins. Now, God forgives sins. You know, we're not going to. So it's covering the multitude of their sins. Because they've turned uh, yeah, away. Yeah, because yeah. They've because turned they've away. turned away. Okay. Yeah, the way yeah, it's always yeah. been explained was that it, yeah. it prevents a whole lot of sins from occurring later if they continue in that sin. Yeah. <clears throat> Fair question. It is. Love believes all things. Now, we won't get through with this point tonight. I don't think we'll start there on Sunday. But love believes all things. And the very first thing I put there is agape love gullible. Does God say, you're going to be just gullible people? Is that what He wants us to do? Of course not. Of course not. Well, there's believing you saying something to me, and then there's believing in you to do something. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice. Um, the point B here um, is love innately or, or generally, or are, are we normally suspicious of people? Can we be suspicious of people? They've been restored back to the Lord 12 times, and they go back up for the 13th time. What can we say? Here we go again. Here we go again. What does this say? Love believes all things. 
you take it at face value. You have to do that. You don't know what their heart is. You don't know what their heart is. But so. you need to help them figure out why they keep falling into that same sin. That's a good point, too. That's a real good point. And, um, and that's where love goes the other way. Yeah. Because the person that's in sin has to love you enough to accept that you're trying to help them. And not okay. Be, and not be proud. Okay. That does go both ways, doesn't it? And thought about that exactly in this, but yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, I like that. I, yes, sir. I think, yeah, just to touch on his point, I think an important thing about this is he just read about the members of the body and how we have all these we have less important members and more important members. So I think he's just saying this blanket statement. And so for the eye, they're, because they're I mean, an important member for me, um, you know, if someone's an eye here, you may look at them and just be envious of them. But the, vice versa, they may look down at you and be like, but well, he's useless. So it, isn't it, it's, it's, a, it's a unifying statement because he's trying to make you guys both meet in the middle, no matter where you are in this. At least that's what no, I'm No, no, that's really good. That's really good. And the person with one talent who uses it and does the best they can do, they're not going to have an apartment in heaven while the ten-talent person has a mansion, we're going through the same gate. Right? So, that's the, these tools are to be used while we're here, while we're in the church. But one's no more important than the other. Now try walking around without a big toe. See how that works for you. You'll be on your face half the time. There's no balance. But it's an ugly rascal. <laughs> I mean, it is. <laughs> but you gotta have it. It's not as pretty as an eye or whatever, but it's it's just as important. And the Lord gave us that because in our little our little minds, we we understand the parts of the body, and He's taken that course to a level that we, in some ways, can't even understand. But that that that's why you have to look at it. No one's more important than the other. We just have different jobs. We have different talents. Mm, I saw a hand, Chad, and then we'll better this, stop after that. This joins real well with that part of the bears that you were talking about, the covering over part. Mm -hmm. Is that when you believe someone like that, you don't believe loudly about how hard it is to bear that. You know, you don't complain about it. You go, oh, again, this is... That believing is quietly covering that over. It's like, okay, I'm just not bringing up the other 75 times you came up. I'm quietly bearing this and right. believing it. And I'm not talking about how hard it is for me to do that. Oh, I know. Oh, that, that's a good point. And then finally, love, at least tonight, love strives, notice, love strives to ascribe the best motives to others' actions. That's not easy sometimes, Rebecca. That's actually exactly where I was going to go. I was going to say that if we're looking at this in the, in the purview of 1 Corinthians, this is a letter to a church of Christians saying, this is how, the, how you should be relating with your brethren. Um, hopefully we're not being put in a place by people who are also trying their best to be Christians to be like, oh, Taylor's done it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. And it's it's about relationships between 
each other. It's not to say, just like Jesus was maybe frustrated a little bit, it's not to say we're not going to be frustrated. We're human beings. Uh, but you have to still try to ascribe the best to others, even when it doesn't look on the surface like that's the case. Uh, Lisa, good point. I think that that one of the ones before it ties so closely together, I think it comes down to intentions. We often assume others' intentions, and we don't usually assume kindly. And I think that that's probably the biggest thing, is like you need to just assume the best. Assume their intentions are. We're, we're like the... I know we got to go. We're like the court, and and we're the judge. Oh. <laughs> Our name is Judge Mental. We're the judge. We're judgmental. And like I've said many times, sometimes the only exercise we get is jumping to conclusions. Uh, really good class. Thank you for your. Uh, we'll, we'll pick up there. Make a little note there on Sunday. We'll finish that, and then next. Well, no, next Wednesday is uh, singing again. So, yeah, uh, we're, we're on track. We'll be.